Today we're discussing various forms of online online commerce and whether or not it's permitted to engage in these types of, um, of commerce on Shabbos, really before Shabbos, and set them up to operate on Shabbos. There are three basic scenarios we're going to discuss. First one is a regular commercial website that has items for sale. They can, are you allowed to have such a website running if people might buy things on Shabbos? Second one, are you allowed to have automa- automated stock buys or, uh, or sales on Shabbos? And third one is bidding or posting an eBay auction that will conclude on Shabbos. Before we begin, I just want to mention that you know, preparing to share, I'm looking through various contemporary price skin, and a couple, I noticed a couple of places can say the exact same thing, almost like word for word. Very prominent place can Rabbanim, who do not shy away from giving Pesach Halacha. And they all say that they're discussing the Halachic issues, but whether or not the bottom line this could be done, especially when it gets to questions of whether it's in the spirit of Shabbos, that is a question left for the G'dayli HaPaiskim, for the G'dayli Hadar, the leaders of the generation. So if these Paiskim can't say for themselves whether or not this should be done in Shabbos for sure, we're not discussing that, we're discussing the Halachic issues if there are any violations of Shabbos and engaging in these things. Okay, there are a couple of issues that need to be addressed to figure out if you can do these things on Shabbos. Probably the most prominent problem is the question, are you allowed to, are that you're making, essentially making a sale on Shabbos. If you have your website open and someone comes and buys something, you're making a sale on Shabbos. So what's the problem with making a sale on Shabbos? So the Gemara in Be'er says that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do any short transfer of ownership. That's similar to Mecca Chumemka, to engaging in business. Rashi says, that all types of, or I said, explain that anytime you transfer any ownership of any item, that is um, um, included in the rabbinic prohibition of making a sale on Shabbos. Rabbinically, there's a prohibition of engaging in commerce. Any type of transfer of ownership in any way, shape, or form is included in that and is a rabbinic prohibition on Shabbos. That's why when they give out the bar mitzvah gifts, Jeff always said they're not actually giving to the boy on Shabbos because that would be transferring the chomisha sitter to the Permissa Bachar on Shabbos. That'd be making a Kenyan. Therefore, they just tell them that it's here for you to come take after Shabbos. So any sort of... If you were to use the sitter on Shabbos, then it's okay. If you use the sitter on Shabbos... If you use the sitter, there might be a sitter. Yeah, yeah there, there are ways around that. But, but, in the mitzvah, maybe. but, but, um, but in the in general idea is that you're not allowed to make any sort of transfer of ownership on Shabbos because that is included in the rabbinic prohibition of engaging in commerce. Question, what does it mean, this, this idea that you're not allowed to engage in business, you're not allowed to have Mecca Chumemka? What if you're not doing anything? It's all set up by the website. Everything's set up. I'm sitting at home. I'm not doing anything. Should that be a problem? Now, a website's going to do essentially engage in commerce on my behalf. Is that a problem? This question really originally came up about 100, 120 years ago when the, first, the earliest types of vending machines came out where you just set up your goods somewhere and then you put... <laughs> So that's some quarter or a dime or probably a penny back in those days into the slot and now the guy can g- give you his money and take whatever it is you're selling. Now you're doing nothing. You're sitting at home having your chance. But essentially you're selling your stuff on Shabbos. Is that a problem of engaging in commerce on Shabbos? So you can make an argument that same way we rely to turn on our lights before Shabbos even though they run on Shabbos. The Machlech is Beisham and Beisho. We pass them like Beisho that you're allowed to do something before Shabbos even though the action continues into Shabbos. So I'm setting up my vending machine. I didn't do anything. I set up before Shabbos. I walk away. Now it's doing sales on Shabbos. That shouldn't be a problem at all. It makes such an argument. However, all the Paiskim who discussed that Shiloh, they all reference a tshuva from Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger says that if someone were to go do all the actions, go through all the motions 
of transferring ownership of something of Shabbos, of making a business deal before Shabbos. Some go through all motions on Friday of doing a business deal. But they say, this deal is going to go into effect on Shabbos. Rukivaker says that is included in the Issa de Rabbanon of Mecca, Humemka, engaging in business on Shabbos. Even though you are doing nothing, everything happened before Shabbos. The mere fact that you are transferring ownership, even though it's all passive, on Shabbos, Rukiv Eger says that is included in the Issa de Rabbanon of Mecca, Humemka, of engaging in commerce. However, just one way the place can apply this, Ram Shik says, therefore, he had a case we had this last year, where Erev Pesach fall down on Shabbos. So we sell the Chametz to the non-Jew. Usually we sell it right before the latest time to eat Chametz. Question is, can you make that sale on Friday? You can own Chametz really till 11, 12 o'clock on, on, on Shabbos morning. Can you have it go into effect then on Shabbos morning? This way, if someone has, gets any Chametz later in the day on Friday, or you have your Chametz left over from, from your Suda on Friday night or Shabbos morning, that you can be included in that sale. The Ram Shik says that according to Rikki Vegar, the sale is going to, into, you're saying, I want the sale to go into effect on Shabbos. You are doing business on Shabbos. You're selling your Chametz to the, to the guy on Shabbos. And Ram Shik, you said you cannot do that like Rikki Vegar. And come out, if you go like that, near the, the vending machine, and by extension, the website should be the same problem. You're leaving it open. Now, passively, you're engaging in commerce on Shabbos, and according to Rikki Vegar, that would be problematic. However, the, the place can come along and say there's, there's a crucial difference between Rikki Vegar's case and the case we're discussing. What is Rikki Vegar saying? Rikki Vegar is saying that, that, is that if you go and you set up a transaction to happen on Shabbos, you have engaged in commerce on Shabbos. Kivir is not saying that your item can't be sold on Shabbos. He's saying if you go and you set it up to happen on Shabbos, that's considered that you engage on, in business on Shabbos. But if your item is sold, but I did not specifically designate the time for that to happen on Shabbos, Kivir says that is not, cons- not Kivir said, but the person explained, even in Rebbe Kivir that would not be considered engaging in business on Shabbos. The whole problem with Kivir is saying is if you set it up on Shabbos, to happen on Shabbos, that's called you engaging in, in, in business. If it happened by itself, I did not set it up specifically to happen on Shabbos. I did no action on Shabbos. It happens to be my item. There's no problem with my item being sold on Shabbos. No different than my lights going on on Shabbos. The problem is me setting it up or doing the action on Shabbos. If none, neither of those are present, then the place can want to say, even according to the Kager, there would be no problem of having a transaction go through on Shabbos. Come out the vending machines. You did not set it up specifically to happen on Shabbos. You set it up to happen the entire week. You're just as happy if the guy buys from you Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. You don't care when it happened. You did not set it up specifically to happen on Shabbos. Therefore, the place you want to say a vending machine would not be a problem. By extension to that, leaving a website open and having a commercial sale go through on Shabbos also would not be a problem, even according to Kiva Eger. The art place can who argue on this on, 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 on this idea. I and mean, if you want. According to them, a simple way around it would just be to say that the sale, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a website, say that the credit card is not charged until the item is shipped. That way, you're obviously not shipping your item on Shabbos. Then you're for sure not charging the credit card. Nothing's happening on Shabbos. The mere fact the guy goes on and puts it in his cart and says, it, please ship it to me after Shabbos, with no credit card, if you're not, if you're not pressing his credit card or anything else, then that would for sure be fine. But even without that, there seems to be a lot of room for leniency in the price scheme. Uh, a lot of people who sell things sell it really, they have Amazon be the... Right, so then you'd have to come on. Then you'd have to come on to to, to the question of. Then you have to come on to the first answer. To the first idea, that, that presumably, if you didn't set it up to happen on Shabbos, then it's not a problem. You're not, you're not really shipping. Amazon's doing, doing the shipping. No, no, no. The problem is not the shipping. The question is when you're charging your credit card. Uh-huh. 
Uh, even that, if you if you think Amazon, if Amazon was going to ship it in two minutes, you know Amazon going to ship it that day, that'd be a problem. If you don't even know Amazon going to ship it on Shabbos, then then it, you have the original head there again. You don't nothing's ha- you don't. Type of fact here, you don't know the guy buying from you on Shabbos. I'm not saying nothing can happen on Shabbos. I set it up. He could buy from you on Shabbos, even in case of Amazon. You don't have that extra assurance maybe of, of avoiding that. But but the, sounds like for most price game that the mere fact I did not set it up specifically to happen on Shabbos would mean that it would be okay. Next case is, is you have an automatic automatic stock buy on Shabbos. So if you say I want to buy or sell my shares when it hits three hundred dollars a share, so again I didn't set anything up to specifically to happen on Shabbos. I just said when it hits that price. If it hits that price, well, usually stock market is not going to be closed on Shabbos. They talk about Yantiv, right? If it hits that on Erev Yantiv, you're just as happy. If it hits it after Yantiv, it's all good. It happened on Yantiv. But I didn't specifically happen, set it up to happen on Yantiv, and therefore. Um, presumably, that would not be a problem of selling, of, of engaging in commerce on, on Shabbos or Yantiv. What is a problem, though, is if you specifically say, I want at 10 o'clock in the morning, on Yantiv morning, to sell, my, to, sell, to sell my shares or to buy my shares, then, according to your Kivager, you are setting up a transaction to occur on Shabbos or Yantiv. And that, with according to your Kivager, even though you're not doing anything, it's passive, since I'm setting up specifically to happen on Shabbos or Yantiv, that would be problematic for Kivager. But what if the person sells the stock, there's, yes, technically it's yours right away, but there's a settlement. There's usually a settlement when the, when the shares actually technically are in your ownership, usually it's not instant. You should take, you should it, take it, 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 When not instant means that it can be three days later, or, yeah, or it's going to be, be... It could be it could be two, three days later, the, settle, the settlement, they call it. I don't know... I settled at that price? I don't know the legal the legality of what, 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 what settlement means and what... I heard. Yeah, that, that may make a difference. We'll talk about by, that, by the eBay. What's exactly going on? What's what 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 exactly are you doing at that point? We have to know what's actually what's actually occurring. It's it's commitment at that point probably. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it would be depending on how you do it. Okay, let's look again now. Taking this onto the case of the eBay auctions. So eBay auctions, you're you're saying you're let's say you're posting or or bidding an item. There wouldn't be any difference. You're saying the you know the auction closes at twelve o'clock on Shabbos afternoon, right? So that. You're specifically saying I want it to happen on Shabbos, and that's when it happens. you're saying at Shabbos, twelve o'clock afternoon. That's when the bid's going to end. That's when the transaction is going to happen, or that's when I, that's when I'm going to buy it. It's going to sell it. That sounds like it should be a problem, according to Rikiva Eger. I saw Shmuel Kanetsky says that you know, he says you can leave a website open. He says you can't bid on an eBay auction or post an eBay auction uh, that's going to end on Shabbos. However, many other places argue on this, and they make two points in the practicality. Really, the way eBay works. First of all, when you win an auction, you're not actually buying the item right now. All that you're doing is a commitment for him to sell and you to buy. It's a commitment, you can't back out of it, but you haven't actually done that. You have to go on there, give your credit card information, etc., etc. The, the final sale is not taking place when you win the auction. It's just a commitment to, to, to sell or buy. Presumably, that's not considered to be any sort of Kenyan on Shabbos, not considered any sort of transfer of ownership. And even if the guy happens to go on Shabbos and do it, he wasn't forced to do that. He could have done it after Shabbos for the same price. And therefore, that would be one possible reason why even bidding on an eBay auction, um, even if you know it's going to conclude in Shabbos, or selling on an eBay would not be a problem. Hey, even if you want to say that, say that maybe a commitment would also be some sort of a Kenyan, interesting idea, but sometimes you want to you know, propose that, maybe even a commitment itself is some sort of Kenyan. They say it's very interesting, if you look at eBay's policies, when is, you, when is your commitment? Your commitment is when you put the bid in, that's when you're committing that if I win, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. It means even if you win on Shabbos, you're not making commitment then. You're making commitment on Friday when you put the bid in. So it happens absolutely nothing happened on Shabbos. You didn't do it. No, even if the commitment is a is a Kenyan, the Kenyan happened before Shabbos, and 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 that commitment is past just not even a Kenyan. It comes out that nothing's happening on Shabbos, and therefore most places can say that you would be allowed to bid or sell anything um, posted on eBay on Shabbos. They are coming out. There, there, there are I've different sales. I'm trying to figure out exactly how eBay works. It's been a while since I bought anything on there. Um, but they, they think they may have an option where you can like as a seller you can insist that the guy pays immediately at the end of the sale. So if that's set up for Shabbos, that may be actually a problem because then you're insisting that immediately at the conclusion of the sale he pays. So insisting he pays on Shabbos. Um, they're also working out some sort of thing where you can put your credit card information for it and at th- the time you win the auction it would be automatic. If they ever come out with that and that's your and you're and you're bidding on something that has that feature or you're posting it that feature, then you'd be setting it up to happen on Shabbos. And again that would possibly be problematic. But under no- a normal eBay auction it seems like there's a lot of room for leniency. The next question you have to deal with with all these all these cases is the prohibition of Schar Shabbos. You're not allowed to make money, you're not allowed to earn money on Shabbos. A person does something completely mutter to do on Shabbos. They're a babysitter, they're a waiter. You're not allowed to get paid for the for what you're doing on Shabbos. And there are ways around that, and that's what all these people who do work on Shabbos um, employ one of these heterim, other ways around it, but as a straightforward case, a guy goes and works just for three hours on Shabbos morning, he's not allowed to get paid, not allowed to, for, or not allowed to earn money for working on Shabbos. The question is, if you sell something on Shabbos, now you're getting paid for working on Shabbos. This already was addressed in some of the earlier achrenim, Neid Behuda and others, and they make an important distinction in the halachas of Schar Shabbos. Schar Shabbos is only usher, only prohibited when you are when you are selling, essentially being reimbursed for your time and your skill on Shabbos. That is Schar Shabbos. That's called earning money on Shabbos. If I am giving you an item and you're reimbursing me for the item and you're paying me for the item that I give you, that is not included in Schar Shabbos. Schar Shabbos is only for your being, being paid for your time and skill. Being paid for an item, which I give you the item in return, you're giving me cash, that is not considered to be earning money on Shabbos, and therefore, of course, when you're buying something online, you're paying for the item, and therefore, there would be no problem of earning money on Shabbos. The last real halachic issue over here is that what happens if you're concerned that maybe a non-religious Jew is going to go onto your site on Shabbos and buy your and buy this item. Now you are helping him out. You're enabling him to violate Shabbos. Is that a problem of Lifne Eva. You're not allowed to help you're not allowed to help another Jew violate any prohibition in Torah. Berkowitz gave a longer share on exactly all the different aspects of Lifne Eva just to go ahead quickly give the background of Alakas and see what applies, what doesn't apply over here. If you enable someone, another Jew, to violate a prohibition that's called lifne ever. In other words, what does enabling mean? Enabling means he would not be able to do it without you. Now that you came along, now he's able to do it. You would not be able to buy this without you, and now he can buy it. That's called enabling. That is a third level prohibition of lifne ever. If he's able to buy it without you, but you nonetheless helped him out, and he could have done it without you at all, but you know, there's, you're sitting next to us at a table and there's a uh, uh, cheeseburger, and the non religious Jew asks you to pass the cheeseburger, he could have reached over and gotten it himself also. So that's not lifnaiver, a Torah level prohibition lifnaiver. That prohibition is only when you enable him to do it. But if you pass it to him, there's still a rabbinic prohibition of assisting him, of helping him out. It's called Messiah. You helped him in his 
in, violate this, this prohibition, even though you didn't enable him to do it. He's able to do it without you. In our case of buying something online, usually almost anything you're going to sell online, you guys can get it somewhere else. So the, you, he, you're not, you're, it's not going to be the total level prohibition of enabling him because whatever he's buying, he can buy it somewhere else. So you didn't enable him to violate the prohibition. He can get it wherever he wants. You have very often assisted him because now he happened to, you know, he didn't need you, but you did help him out because I made this product avail available on my website for him to buy. Therefore, maybe it would be a, if you have non-religious Jews coming to your site, maybe it would be a problem of Messiah of assisting a Jew in violating a Torah prohibition. However, there are practically, there are a bunch of reasons that when it comes to this rabbinic prohibition, there are many leniencies that the Python discuss. You go through these leniencies, you see that for a bunch of reasons may not apply to our case of the websites. First of all, there are some opinions that the rabbinic prohibition of, uh, of assisting someone else does not apply to someone who is not religious. It means someone who's, you have someone who usually keeps Torah mitzvahs, and for whatever reason, they're not, they're, they want, they're, they're, they're doing an avera now, you cannot assist them in that. But if you have someone who does not keep anything, a non-religious dude does not keep anything, to assist them, some place can want to say there's no prohibition of helping out such a person in doing an avera. It's only someone who usually cares about the mitzvah. Someone doesn't care about the mitzvah at all, the, the, the shach and Dagomar Vava say that there is no prohibition of helping him out. That's, that's controversial, that idea. Different place can rule different whether we, whether we follow that practically, but there are other leniencies also. Rav Shomazam and Arbach and Rav Fainstein both make a similar point. They say if you have something, if you give something to a non-religious Jew, and this could be used for both weekday and Shabbos, and contrary to primarily for weekday, and he chooses to use it on Shabbos, that's also not included in the prohibition of assisting another, of, of assisting someone in a violating a, a Torah prohibition, and since I didn't give something specifically for a prohibition, I gave it to him on a general basis, and he used it six days a week, and he chose to use it on Shabbos, the price can say that also may not be a problem of assisting someone. And the last um, leniency we discuss is that the price can want to say that the prohibition of assisting someone doing an avera is only if he's going to do it immediately. But if I give someone you give someone, uh, you, for example, you hand someone non-kosher food, you're going to eat the non-kosher food immediately, that is a violation of assisting him. But you have something which is, had a built-in significant delay from my action to when he is going to um, violate this transgression, Price can want to say that also that may not be a problem of assisting someone. All the, all the cases are talking about assisting someone, not enabling them, that's with neighbor and Torah prohibition, Torah level, just assisting them, which is the rabbinic prohibition. Price can want to say that if I give him something and he's going to with a significant time delay of when he's going to violate that, that would not be a problem of assisting him. Here, you're opening up your website one day during the week. He's not going to come along and violate Shabbos, obviously, until Shabbos comes a couple days later. But I can say that would be another reason to say that there is no prohibition of assisting someone on Shabbos. For all these reasons, it comes out there's not so much of a concern of Lifna Iver or of Misayaya, of even someone's going to come onto your website on Shabbos. So there's two cases where the place can say you may have an issue. One is if you're selling something which is not so commonly found, you're selling antiques. So the guy can't get your antique anywhere else. So now maybe that would be a problem of you're enabling him to violate Shabbos. That you would not have many of these leniencies. The last case also place can say is if you know for a fact that the majority of your customers are non-religious Jews, you're selling Judaica or something like that, that also would be questionable if these leniencies would apply in that case. In that case, of course, you have to ask a child to figure out whether or not you can sell these things on Shabbos. This, the last issue, so to speak, 
is the question of Zilzal Shabbos, of you're essentially in the spirit of Shabbos, and this is why I think the Paiskin mentioned in the beginning, don't necessarily want to give a final ruling on whether or not these things could be done on Shabbos. That's it. You know, the question is, how do you judge that when, if I'm sitting home doing nothing, is that consi- and I have a whole business running, is that a really a problem, is that a problem of Zilzal Shabbos, of degrading Shabbos, or is that fine, I'm not doing anything, I'm in shul, I'm learning, I'm, I'm diving, I'm eating, there's nothing problem with that. That's a question, again, as he said, really for Gedele Hafeiskim to really decide whether such a um, thing is an issue or not.